Welcome in, one and all. Bill Michaels Show on the air. We are so glad you're with us today. Thanks so much. Enjoying the day. Beautiful weather today, and it looks like it's going to hold for a while now. And uh, Packers OTA well underway, and all the eyes are upon the uh, the freshness that is Jordan Love and uh, the man that governs it all. He's taking a little bit of time out of his busy schedule to join us. It's great to talk to him again. Mark Murphy, president of the Green Bay Packers, joining us on the hotline. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Bill. Glad to have you. I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm enjoying my uh, start to summer and looking forward to uh, Packers football. Obviously, like everybody else is, uh, I, I want to start with your the announcement of getting the NFL draft. And, and a listener asked me, said, "Where does this accomplishment fall in your tenure as the president of the Green Bay Packers? So, what does it mean to you? And where does this accomplishment fall in your tenure to get the NFL draft to Green Bay?" Well, it's something we've been working on for a while, uh, going back to 2016. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I'm really – I think, to me, it's it's great for the community. It's great for our organization. I mean, Bill, it's, it's huge for uh, for the state, really. You think this is going to be the largest event we've ever held in, in Green Bay. And, uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'm really pleased. And I, I'm gonna, I'll leave it for others to figure out, you know, where does it stand uh, – Although obviously winning the Super Bowl, I would say would have to put put that at the top, but this is uh, this is up there, right? No doubt about it. So, Mark, uh, now that we've got that, the draft is coming. Uh, I do got to ask a couple of things because people want to know where's the stage going to be. I know that they said, well, if it snowed, it would be great. Uh, so, logistically, has that all been worked out? Was that part of the proposal, or was it just, hey, we can do this? Give us an opportunity in a couple of years to put the details together. Well, it's really the decision of where uh, the stage will be is, is will be up to the league, and they'll send people out. I know they've got some thoughts already, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, probably two or three different options, uh, but it'll be somewhere in the Lambeau Field uh, campus, as they call it. So now that we move on towards the season, I got to ask you, Mark, how how different of a feel is it this year? I mean, obviously, it was a very uh, up and down, you know, publicity-wise and both behind the scenes and in, in public uh, with Aaron Rodgers over the last three years. How different of a season is it this year when you look out to, uh, I'm going to say, a little bit of uncertainty? Well, it's very different. I mean, there's no question. It's probably uh, you know, similar to 2008, right? Although, you know, in Aaron's first year as a starter, the previous year we were in the NFC Championship game, so... <laughs> it is different in that regard, but uh, no, you know, I, I think uh, obviously we had a you know, great run with Aaron, and you know, appreciate everything he did, and <clears throat> pretty remarkable, really. I think the longest tenure of any any anybody in the history of the Packers and all that he's accomplished. But uh, yeah, I, I think there's there's a an excitement, uh, certainly a lot of uncertainty, you know, not really knowing what to expect with the team this year, particularly with Jordan. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, it's the other thing that's obviously very different. I mean, uh, the expectations recently have been so high every year that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's different. And uh, I, I'm, I'm excited to see how our team responds. I think, I think they're anxious to prove people wrong. Because they've seen some of the predictions that, uh, you know, that I've seen. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm – I'm confident and very hopeful that we'll have uh, we'll, we will surprise people and play a lot better than people think. Yeah, I was going to ask you because I know expectations aren't real high. We've all kind of been there, done that when it comes to making our predictions. 
Um, so, but it's not a, you know, people, you want to use the term rebuild. And I know David Bakhtiari talked about it, but being a former player and you kind of know in a locker room what a rebuild's like and what it's like to start replacing important pieces, it's not a rebuild. It's just you've, you've shuffled the quarterback position and you're trying to get better at other positions after some veterans are gone, right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, that uh, happens every year in the NFL. It's, you know, the NFL stands for not for long. Careers are short, and uh, you know, we've been very, very fortunate to have <clears throat> some great players that had long careers here. But uh, you know, the average career bills about three years, and those are people that play one year. So that's the nature of the game. And uh, you know, I, I think I think Brian and Matt, uh, well, Brian particularly in terms of with our drafting, and uh, I, I think I think we've got some young players that we're really excited about. You know, it, the, okay, for go us ahead. to be good, I think you got you, we're going to see them take big steps in their second and third years. The, uh, the what's what's more for you to do franchise wise? Because we know that the the, the player personnel that's Brian Good against Russ Ball, Matt Lafleur, and company for on the field. What is more? What is left for you to do? Because we were talking earlier. I remember sitting with Bob Harlan the night of the Brown County tax vote. And Bob was nervous, and he wasn't sure if this thing was going to go through, and he really didn't have much of a plan B. He told me that and said, man, this is what my vision is. But I don't think he envisioned this as to what it is today. So what's what's the expansion of the Mark Murphy vision beyond what we see at Lambeau Field now? Well, Titletown, uh, you know, I, I, obviously that's you – know, we've been very pleased with that. I think it's been a great addition for the organization and the community. And kind of finishing that out. Making sure that the stadium you know, continues to serve us well. <clears throat> uh, yeah, no, I feel very fortunate. You know that. You know, it's funny we were looking at this the other day, Bill. So that major renovation that was done in 2003, uh, the public money that was put into that was 295 million. Since then, we have put in 600 million, and all from the Packers. So mm-hmm. I would say. Bob and <laughs> Bob, Bob and everybody who fought for that uh, can feel pretty good that uh, look look what it's it's put us in a position where you know, we've been able to continue to invest in the stadium, and the 600 million is just in the stadium. It doesn't count. It doesn't count what we've done in Titletown. I uh, I get a sense of it every time we visit Chicago. And you guys come in and sit in front of me in that press box, and I think of the 600-and-something million they spent for that versus what uh, the Taj Mahal of football is in Green Bay. And I thank God that you guys did it the way you did it in Green Bay. I will say that. I'm sure you get an appreciation. So now now that, uh, you know, I don't want to say like your reign is coming to an end, but, uh, you know, now what's it like when you start thinking about a year and a half, two years down the road? And, and you know, I don't want to necessarily say you want to ride off into the sunset, but what are you, what are you thinking about now uh, as far as legacy goes for Mark Murphy? Well, uh, still have a little bit over two years. Uh, a big part of it, though, and we're, we're, I'm involved in it, is uh, starting the succession planning process for identifying my successor and you know having a transition period where I'd work with him or her in the transition period. Uh, but no, I, I, I've, I've been very, very fortunate. And, you know, to be quite honest, the most important thing <laughs> I want to make sure that I leave the football side in good shape. Uh, you know, I, obviously making a big transition from, you know, at the change of quarterback, it's, uh, I mean, it's obviously more than just a quarterback, but you know as well as I do that, you know, there's no more important position in any other 
professional sport than quarterback in the NFL. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm big, we made a big transition. It's funny, you know, you think about it. That was my first my first year with the Packers was Aaron's first year as a starter. So I've been very mm-hmm. blessed <laughs> 15 years with him as a starter, and uh, hopefully we can have a similar transition to, to Jordan. Has there been anything through this process, and it goes back a few years like you had mentioned, that has been uh, – I, I was listening this morning. I was telling this, and I, it, it really angered me this morning. I'm listening to ESPN and how they were just fawning over Rodgers and that, you know, he oh, this is what it's like to be in a big city. This is what it's like to be in a real organization. And do, do you listen to this stuff and do you t- kind of take offense or is there something that's really kind of stuck with you through this process that you thought, damn it, the Green Bay Packers just haven't been understood from this managerial side? No, I, you can't. You drive yourself crazy if you listen to all the stuff, some of the stuff that's being said. I mean, everything's now about getting clicks. And, uh, and I particularly don't read comment sections. Those are really bad. Yeah. Sometimes my uh, my kids or my wife will say, hey, Dad, did you see this? And I'm like, no, I don't want to. No, it, it's, uh, hey, at the end of the day, it all comes down to if, if you win and you have success, uh, that's the most important thing. And, uh but it, it is really interesting how the, the game and the way the game's covered has changed. Obviously, a lot since I played, but you know, even since I started with the Packers, 15 years with social media, and, uh, everything is you know, everything has becomes public now. What uh, what excites you other than the young young talent about this season, Mark? Because you've got some rule changes, you've got some things that are going to be instituted. You've still got a coaching staff now without Aaron Rodgers trying to prove itself. You've got young talent defensively. Obviously, the we, we would consider the vision more wide open. You've got the uh, you know resurgence of Detroit. You've still got the Minnesota Vikings. You got a tough team in Chicago now trying to make a run at you. So c- talk about the optimism and the excitement of the upcoming season. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, we've got a young team, and, uh, you know, there's going go, to be a learning process, but, you know, there's a lot of great talent. You know, you look at, especially on defense, you know, the number of top draft picks that we've invested on that side. Uh, and, you know, the other thing, I, I'm really excited. I mean, it's been great having Aaron. Uh, but I think you'll see a little bit more of Matt's, Matt LaFleur's true offense uh, because with Aaron, so much of it was his ability to read things on the line and then get us <clears throat> in and out of different plays. I think now you're going to see, uh, you know, I think probably rely a little more on the running game and play action. And so I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, and I, I you know, I, well, I, I'm really very interested, but also excited about uh, Jordan. You know, I've seen, and it's, you know, the it's kind of history repleting itself a little bit. Uh, and you think, you know, Aaron, and it doesn't happen nowadays in the NFL that Aaron sat for three years behind Brett, came in and uh, obviously had great success. Although not, you know, not so much right away. I mean, he did struggle a little bit in that first year. But, uh, you know, what I've seen with Jordan is, you know, you saw bits and pieces, uh, particularly I thought uh, in the Eagles game last year, but just watching him in practice and, you know, the last couple of years in OTAs, you know, he's really been running the team. And just to see how he's improved over the last three years gives me a lot of hope that, that he is ready to, to take over. 
Mark, it's a, it's a great thing to get the draft, a, a nice feather in your cap. I appreciate your time always when you get a chance to join me. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you up there at training camp, and, and best of luck. I, you know, I certainly hope that this season is is everything that everybody hopes it is because I know it's it's great for your business, it's great for my business, and, uh, God, we'd all like to uh, can reconvene out in Vegas. That's for damn sure, and uh, maybe hoist a trophy. So I appreciate it. Well, you kind of, we're a little, I think we're going to be flying under the radar a little bit. So, you know, that's certainly different than what we've uh, been used to, but uh, I, I think our, our team really uh, welcomes the challenge. Mark, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate it, okay? Yep. Thank you, Bill. Thanks, Bill. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mark Murphy, president of the Green Bay Packers, joining us on the hotline. Um, kind of not expecting a ton uh, because you don't know what the expectations should be in Green Bay. Uh, the league is going to handle a lot of the staging, but he doesn't want to give out the details to that. The expansion of Titletown continues uh, monetarily. Um, when you talk about legacy, as he said, it's really not for him to judge. It's for others. But getting the NFL draft to Green Bay was certainly important and something they've been working on for years. Um, he's excited from what he has seen and witnessed and heard regarding the progress uh, of Jordan Love. Uh, there's a lot to kind of chew on there. Um, but when he gives you the number of $290 million to renovate Lambeau Field, and that's why I have to throw it in. When you look at the $670 million that they spent in Chicago, that they blew in Chicago on that god-awful dump of a stadium, and then you look at the expansion of the additional $600 million that was both bought for the Packers and raised via the, the, the stock sale, and what they've done and where they're at, and the division has closed, the gap has closed, but the optimism reigns supreme. Um, a lot of good stuff. Ben, is there anything you took away from that that you heard and you went, oh, anything like that? Nothing at the top of mind. Uh, you know, there isn't as much peddling of the new parking garage as maybe I would have thought. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I don't know. I mean, clearly... He is he is also in the camp of this team is I, we don't expect as much as we've expected from previous teams. And he he emphasized that both mm -hmm. locally and nationally, which, frankly, I think might be a good thing. And it goes back to our discussion yesterday of pressure where it's like, how can said quarterback have all the pressure in the world on him when everybody kind of understands what this season is? I think it that's what makes it so exciting. But to hear him emphasize that, I think, was noteworthy. There wasn't a, oh, you know, still the Packers still expect to win the division. It was, no, this team, like, they know that they're going to be doubted, which I think is a good angle to have. I, um, I, I took away from that a couple of things, and I asked the question, you know, did you hear what's said when people tend to backhand, you know, Green Bay, not necessarily in those specific words, but he just said, look, we're just don't, not going to listen. Not going to listen to that stuff, and you know it. it you, know, you can't you can't fight everybody. Uh, but the one thing he did say was, um, the league is covered differently, differently in many different ways. So, um, it's it's kind of what he didn't say. You know, he didn't go out of his way to defend anybody, to say, oh no, they've got this right or they've got that right. And he wasn't going to disparage Rodgers. He did say he looks forward to seeing a more 
uh, true version of Matt LaFleur's offense because, and it wasn't a backhand slap at, at Rodgers. He just said because Rodgers' knowledge and the ability to, to read different defenses much quicker and such. And uh, so he looks forward to that. Um, a lot of things that we we have been stating in many different ways, he kind of touched upon. So good stuff. And thanks to Mark Murphy uh, of the Green Bay Packers, president of the Green Bay Packers, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. So good stuff there. Let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Hey, uh, coming up next weekend, there is a motorcycle ride. It's called Hogs for Heroes, and it is a tremendous ride. And I'm honored because they not only uh, invite me to come along, but they let me speak about our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. But it's going to be on June 4th uh, from Sloppy Joe's in Hubertus, Smoke on the Water, and Okachi. Both of those entities are going to be involved. Uh, look up for both. I can even repost it over on the Facebook fan page. But if you're a motorcycle rider, uh, the, the Hogs for Heroes is a tremendous campaign where they give a motorcycle to a deserving veteran every year. And somebody that, uh, you know, could use that wind therapy, we'll say. But uh, they they raise money and they literally buy and give to veterans a, a motorcycle for their ability to ride again. And I think it's such a wonderful, wonderful, cool thing. So if you can uh, join Joe Hennis and the gang from uh, Hogs for Heroes coming up next weekend, uh, June 4th. That is uh, out in Hubertus at Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon uh, to smoke on the water on Okachi Lake. A lot of good stuff going on. Check it out for yourself. You can find them over on Facebook, and I hope to see you there. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I, I think you're right. I mean, we got a young team, and, uh, you know, there's going to be a learning process, but, you know, there's a lot of great talent you know you look at especially on defense you know the number of top draft picks that we've best on that side uh, and you know the other thing I, i'm really excited i mean it's been great having aaron uh but i think you'll see a little bit more of matt's matt lafleur's true offense uh because with aaron so much of it was his ability to read things on the line and then get us in and out of different plays, I think now you're going to see, uh, you know, I think probably rely a little more on the running game and play action. Welcome back. The words of Mark Murphy joining us on the program just moments ago. This portion of the program brought to you by Great Lakes Dragaway. They're in Union Grove, Wisconsin, the oldest continuously operating track in the world. Season passes right now on sale. And uh, you can give them a call, 262-302-2138. Big doings going on this weekend. Get your need for speed on down there at Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. GreatLakesDragaway.com. That's GreatLakesDragaway.com. They're open, and they're running. And if you want to run with them, you can. You can enter your vehicle, your motorcycle, whatever it happens to be. And if you want to rent the track and test some things out for your, your ride, feel free to go ahead and do it. But that's Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, Wisconsin. Union Grove, Wisconsin. So... Um, Mark did, as you heard there, say, yeah, I'm excited for this defense uh, with so much accumulated talent via the draft, <laughs> which is kind of the the thing that uh, many have been saying. Now, again, as Ben has been quick to point out, you've got Rashawn Gary, first-round draft choice, who is ailing, coming back off of an ACL. You don't know when Stokes is going to be coming back because even though he's working out and he's doing things at OTAs, okay, um, you still got to wait for him to be, you know, cleared and healthy to be able to play. 
So that's two first-round draft choices that you're you're bereft of right now. But the addition uh, of a guy like Luke, Lucas Van Ness, uh obviously they've picked up and secured uh, the safety position, at least they feel like they have, with some depth there. Uh, they've got some options. So, and, and then, you know, you talk about the guys that are up front and the second-year guys in Quay Walker and Avante Wyatt, uh, third-year guy in T.J. Slayton. They feel they've got a good rotation of body, big bodies up front, uh, in addition to some of the new guys that have come on. He kind of... He kind of intimated that, yeah, there's talent over there. Uh, yeah. Um, it, it, the defense should be better. The defense should be better. So I think we asked, in a very diplomatic way, all the questions that needed to be asked. Talked about the draft, talked about the stadium, talked about what's next, talked about the team, talked about, you know, the was there is there anything that has been stated that you just kind of – went no that's we're getting the raw end of the deal and he just said look at the end of the day it's about winning well a really he's right he's right at the end of the day it's about winning and if they win and if jordan love is you know more than serviceable and he's excited about the you know jordan love um he made no no, uh, you know, attempt to hide the enthusiasm for the growth of Jordan Love. He said, hey, look, in all the OTAs, practices, when Aaron was banged up, all of the, he's, he's been running things pretty much the entire time. To watch him grow, gain confidence, move on, and now take that next step, they're excited for that. And when I said, hey, have, have you, you know, has the specter lifted? You know, he was very quick to, to praise Aaron Rodgers for what he's done. And then to say, but now we've you're going to see probably more the more pure form of Matt Lafleur's offense. Aaron, with his knowledge, was able to do certain things that Jordan can't, and Jordan's going to have to grow. But we're excited because Jordan has grown and played well, and what you saw out of him over the last couple of years is growth. And so now he's not going to come in and go, Psh, boy, I don't know, man, love. Phew. I don't know if we should have drafted him. Holy crap! You know he's not going to do that. But he just said, I think we're going to fly under the radar, which is which might not be a bad thing. Fly under the radar. And he kept saying, and I think we're going to surprise people. I think we're going to surprise people. I think they are not, as he said, we are not in a rebuild. It's not a rebuild. So a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. What did you hear? What did you hear? Because there's, you know, Merlin says, what else is he going to say? They have no choice uh, about Jordan Love. No, you do. And, you you know, you can say whatever you want. You know, you're going to be diplomatic about it. But as he said, he gave you all the positives and the reasons why to be excited. If he would have said, you know, I don't know. Jordan's got big shoes to fill. We'll have to wait and see how he does. That's kind of the I'm not going to give him anything right now because I'm waiting to see and I don't necessarily have belief in him either. There's very diplomatic ways of not saying something. Again, I always talk on this show, and you know this. I always say, sometimes it's not what is said. It's what not is not said. That speaks loud. You and I both know that in, in the realm of business, you and I choose our words at certain times and certain ways to be diplomatic. 
Uh, he did not say Jordan was a complicated fella. Yes, he didn't say that. You are correct. You are correct. And 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 this one's from Jesse, who says uh, you should have asked about the Aaron Rodgers saga. Yes and no. Um, I I get it because the inquiring mind. Everybody wants to know what was going on behind the scenes. But it's kind of like, like many of you, it's it's let's just move on. You know, there are certain things to ask about. You know, when I asked about the different feeling around Lambeau, the different feeling in the organization this year, he admitted that there is a different feeling. There's this, 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 uh, he didn't want to say breath of fresh air, but it's kind of what he intimated. It's kind of like, okay, it's new, you know, there's some uncertainty, but there's a lot of positives here. And I think we're flying under the radar. We're going to surprise people. He used that terminology more than a few times. I think we're going to surprise some people, you know? So I, I, and we're not to June 1st yet, remember. We're not to June 1st yet. There could be more in the works. And the one thing, if I, and, and uh, great, great question, Keith. Keith says, hey, Bill, is there a question that you didn't get a chance to ask him? Yes, there's one. The one question I wanted to ask was money. Because as the team sat there and signed players and kicked a can down the road with certain guys, and obviously with Rodgers, you know, the remaining salary and cap hit this year, uh, I wanted to ask him, is there more this team can do if they see somebody come out next week that gets cut that they can say, we're going to go in that direction. We're going to grab this guy. That, that Yes. To answer your question, yes. Yes. I uh, that That is my – out of that entire discussion, that's the one regret that I had that I didn't get a chance to ask that question, but I knew he had a time constraint, so I – I had to make it, uh, I had to get out. Otherwise, I would have asked that one more question. But good, good question, though, Keith. Thank you very much. All right, 877-867-1670. You've heard it, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. I'd love to hear from you. Hey, our friends at Cunis RV Automotive Trucks, commercial. They got it all going on at Madison, Stoughton, Barneveld, Elkhorn, Lake Geneva, Platteville. So many dealerships. Go to shop, S-H-O-P, shopcunis.com. They treat you like family. They've got great deals, and they have so many different brands right now. Whether it's General Motors, Chrysler, Ford, Honda, Toyota, Nissan, Hyundai, Volvo, Mercedes-Benz, they have got it all, Cunis does. Uh, they have dealerships. All you got to do is shop Cunis.com, and you'll find a location near you. No fear certified lifetime vehicle coverage on all new and pre-owned vehicles. No extra charge. How about that? And fresh start financing. Uh, get even the you know the most credit challenged people as they say uh, driving today. So they've got easy payment program, yeah, but uh, again the uh, no fear certified lifetime vehicle coverage. Oh, that is worth its weight in gold. Gold. Go to shop s h o p shopcunis dot com. That is shopcunis dot com. Again shopcunis dot com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. 
running out of time, although Memorial Day weekend is kind of the unofficial start of summer. And to start thinking about summer, you think about getting out on the water, enjoying yourself, hot days. What better way to spend your summer than thanks to our friends at Quick Trip and iGogs going to Quick Trip? There's so many things you want to get there anyway, right? You're going to go in. You're going to get gas. You're going to get certain things out of the beer cave that are even going to get you uh, some uh, you know, relief at the pump, if you will. Wink, wink, nod, nod. Check out the Quick Trip app. But when you go in, you buy some eye gauze. You need sunglasses. I mean, the whole next week is going to be sunny. We don't have rain in the forecast for another week. So you pop on the eye gauze, you buy them, you walk out the door after using your quick rewards card, and you are automatically registered for the giveaway that's going to take place in the beginning of next week, the 31st. As a matter of fact, they're going to draw a name, and you could be the winner of two, not one, but two personal watercraft from Sea-Doo. Good stuff, uh, all because of our friends at iGog. So check out Quick Trip, stop in, use that Quick Rewards card, and um, good stuff. Good stuff. You could be on the water. You could be enjoying your summer even more because of our friends at Quick Trip. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, go ahead and, uh, and, and give us a shout. Uh, Thomas says they should have ran more last year when 12 sucked. Um, and Merlin did say they're going to rely more on the run game. They part, you got to understand part of the problem in some of those games, they got down early and you had to throw the football. They did get away from the run, but also because of the offensive line. See, it's easy to say that, but remember the offensive line, you had Elton Jenkins coming back from the knee injury, the ACL. He did not look normal until probably, more than half the season was gone. The uh, David Bakhtiari on a pitch count. Josh Nyman filling in back and forth, back and forth at, at the left tackle position. You had injuries up front, and then you had injuries in the passing game, so they did try to run the football more. A.J. Dillon was not effective this past year. I mean, so it's easy to go, they should have run the ball more. Yeah, but do you realize what you're saying? You, you know, you have to understand where you're at in your capability and – you know, then the other question then becomes how much, if you're going to just depend on the run, do you take the ball out of the hands of a guy that's coming off of an MVP? So you can have more balance maybe, but you're not going to run the ball more than you're going to pass the ball with all the things that were going on offensively. Last year was just a mishmash of bad stuff offensively. This year, I would agree. You've got... Elton Jenkins is back. Bakhtiari is back. Your offensive line, for the most part, short of the right tackle position, is pretty certain. You know what's going on. You know you've got your two running backs pretty much ready to go. Uh, I would assume with A.J. Dillon having a down year last year, he's probably gotten in the weight room or done, you know, whatever he's done this offseason. It's probably been a concentration on being better this year. And then you've got a new quarterback under center who's just going to run it the way it's supposed to be run and is not going to have the same – changeable knowledge at the line of scrimmage. That's going to come with a little period of time with some seasoning, if you will. So, yeah, they're, they're probably going to run the ball more, but I would also expect them maybe to have a few more, few more runs with the quarterback. You know, not that Jordan Love is some big-time Justin Fields running all over the place, you know, Lamar Jackson type of, type of player, but he's got a little more capability. You know, to get down, get outside of the pocket. Now, the one thing you have to realize is, as a quarterback, there is an art to not taking a direct hit, to kind of getting turned away, to not take the brunt of a shoulder pad or the throwdown, so to speak. Uh, so, 
you know, there's going to be an art to that. There's going to be a, you know, a couple of hold your breath moments, I would assume. But, yeah, I would assume they're going to run the ball a little bit more. Yep. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You're going to see, I, I don't even know how to explain it when it comes to the offense. It's not that it's going to be vanilla. It's that it's going to be an offense that I would assume is going to be predicated upon getting the offense in the rhythm, getting your quarterback into good down-and-distance situations. Um, you know, and then there's going to be a comfort level that's going to have to just emerge between Jordan Love and a receiver or two or four or whatever. I mean, just whatever, you know, he feels comfortable throwing to type of thing. So I, I think all of that is what you have to look forward to this year. Uh, Jack says, uh, listening to Mark Murphy, do you think he's confident that this team is going to find its way into the postseason? He did talk about the defense, but he didn't say that Joe Barry was on the hot seat. Well, no, he's not going to come out and say that. I mean, do you, let, let me ask you this. Did you expect him to? Because if you expected him to and then you're disappointed, that I understand. But in reality, do you think he, it would? Now, if he comes out and says, you know what, last year stunk, and I really, boy, I thought Joe Barry was going to be on his way out the door, but Matt was emphatic about keeping him, so we did. Okay, that would be shocking to me if they came out and said that. So did you really, did you really think that he was going to say that? I think what he did say was, got a lot of talent on the defense. In other words, exactly what Brian Goodekins said. There's talent there. Don't blame me if this thing doesn't work. We know where the blame's going to go. We get it. We understand it. I think that's... That's probably what wasn't said. What was said was more indicative of, yeah, there's talent there. <laughs> no reason to be 17th in the league. There, there's talent there. You have to wait for some of that to come back from injury, but there's talent there. Um, Bill, I is, think uh, you can almost yeah, say ahead. the same thing about his thoughts on the offense. When, sure. Like, yeah, it's probably understood amongst Packer fans that the offense will look more Matt lafleur because there isn't Rodgers at the line. And you take right. the good with that, the bad with that. But also that is putting LaFleur on notice to say, okay, there probably is a good amount of offensive talent there. There's no quarterback that you could blame for changing the play. Now it's on you to actually yes. be the guy to make it all work. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of see that comment the same way that, that everybody sees the Joe Barry talent on defense thing. Right. Yep. No, I, you could take it that way. I think there is more leash with Matt LaFleur as an offensive play caller than there is leash with Joe Barry with the talent that he has. Should there be, though? Should there Um, be more leash? That's a good question. I mean, inherently, yes, because if if LaFleur is an average year, and Barry has an average year, Barry's gone. But uh, LaFleur, you actually expect to be really good. Well, you expect it, but you also understand that the the most key component – of that offense, you are changing, whereas you're not changing anything on the defense. You've added some additional talent, but you've even fortified some of the injuries to make it better, whereas the guy that the, kind of the engine of your car, you've just changed the engine. You know, you've just changed whatever you, whatever you want to say that makes it go. You've just changed that to something that's never run before. So there's going to be more tweaks 
on that side than there is on the defensive side. You know what I mean? Yes, I just the presence of Jordan Love gives you a little more leeway. But it's like I said, it's how you go down. If you go down because, say, you know, your defense is giving it up and your offense is playing pretty well, then Matt LaFleur gets a complete, you know, it's okay, but you should have fired Joe Barry. Therefore, Joe Barry is gone. But if the defense plays really well and your offense just looks terrible, there's no rhythm to it. There's no rhyme and reason to it. You make some bad, you know, play calls. Uh, you're getting your ass spanked, and there's, you're not calling timeouts. You're not helping your team out. Then Matt Lafleur, offensively and as a head coach, would then come under fire. Yes. Well, he's finally going to have timeouts to work with when his quarterback yes. doesn't take them at the you line would assume. In the first quarter. Yes, you would assume which will help. But I, I don't be... know. I I kind of look at it like it, it's the difference between let's say you order a, a ten dollar burger, right? Let's say that's Joe Barry. There are yeah. pretty low expectations, but there's a chance that it, it delivers. It's like a, a, a ballpark burger or a ski mountain or whatever. What an analogy. Okay. Well, with LaFleur, it's like you're at a freaking Michelin star restaurant, and this is supposed to be this offensive genius and this guy, and you order a burger from there, and okay, yeah, you, you expect a lot. And if the burger sucks, then you are even that more disappointed, uh, whereas I would – like I. It's the difference in what you expect from the two, I would say. So, mm-hmm. so listen, yeah, the Michelin star restaurant's going to get a longer leash because there's a longer spectrum, I would say, of an acceptable product. Correct. But still, in the grand scheme of things, like Matt LaFleur is supposed to be this genius. He's supposed to be the, the best product out there. Mm-hmm. And Barry, um, frankly, I, I think a little bit lesser of as a defensive mind. I think his I career think- has shown that. I would agree with you because I think that the offense, there has to be a rhythm to it. There has to be a play calling rhythm to it. And where, and, and where this is, this is a good point where there has been an epic failure has been in adversity when they have turned the ball over, when they get rolling in their first couple of series and they're scripted and they're looking good. And then when they go off script or then when they, they have had adversity a la a Mercedes Lewis or an Aaron Jones fumble and the whole thing goes to blank and it just shuts down and it just becomes uh, unimaginative. And, and there is no rhyme or reason as to why things have done. Absolutely. I'm not sure. And, and, oh, I wish I had the answer there. Uh, right. Exactly. So at that point in time, that's one of the things. So when I kind of have a checklist of things that I've, I've been writing down as we get into the season, as we get into, you know, to, to preseason and such, there's things that I've been writing down to pay attention to. That's one of them. I just wrote this down the other day. I said, look, when adversity hits the offense, how does the offensive play calling react? Because it has been either go into a shell or it has been try to be explosive on every damn play only to fail and then put your defense back into a precarious position again and again and again and again. And so that's where I look for Matt LaFleur to be better this year. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up, and it's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Our buddy John Atley over at the Wonder Doctors. Uh, I was over there today and saw him, and a great guy. He is uh, completely stoked for the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. And if you see it right there on your screen on the live stream, uh, you can scan it, get registered, and uh, you're good to go. You're then uh, eligible to win one of three great prize packages, whether it's a weekend stay at the Four Seasons Island Resort up in Pembine, Wisconsin, with a champagne basket. Uh, you can win a whiskey, bourbon, cigar basket, uh, which is, they're both valued well over 700 bucks. And then there's uh, the big one that everybody's kind of gunning for, and that is the fact that we're going to give away two tickets to go see Green Bay Take on Chicago down in Chicago. And an overnight stay on that Saturday night at the uh, the Chicago uh, Sheridan Riverwalk, which is where Mike Clemens and I stay. And we're going to hang out and maybe have a beverage in the shy bar together, maybe share something. And then uh, you guys go, uh, you know, root on the Green Bay Packers. We're going to do the postgame show live down there at the Sheridan Hotel. I mean, it's it's we can't wait. Can't wait. Looking forward to it, but uh, you got to get registered for the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. Sponsored in part, big, by our friends at the Water Doctors, who are also sponsoring with Veterans America the stage. And we are about to make the announcement on who the band is going to be. So I'm excited about that. Good local band. we got a good local band that stepped up and said, hey, we want to be a part of it. So, uh, And I'm excited because uh, I'm going to be with them actually next Wednesday night. Hint, hint. So there you go. But thanks to uh, John Atley and the gang at the Water Doctors. Uh, they are, uh, with the Connecticut Water Softening System, the best. Call them, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733. Um, so, Ben, where do we want to go in the next hour? What do we want to do? What what direction do we want to take the, to take the program? Do we want to get back into the, the brewers and the stadium and the repairs and, and such? Do we want to just open up the phone lines to everybody? Maybe we do that and just kind of pick a topic and you run with it. Uh, or is there something specific we want to go to, such as uh, coaches in the National Football League and the ranking of coaches and uh, everybody's thoughts on uh, the coaches, the teams, and all that kind of stuff? Well, that plays into it. That echoes into me trying to dial up the uh, the spotlight and the heat on Matt LaFleur in a way, or at least to to get more eyeballs on what he's going to put out there. I don't know. Brewers took two or three from the Astros. Neglected to mention that in the beginning of the show. Thanks to some terrific leadoff work from uh, Mr. Christian Yelich. Yep. More importantly, good pitching. But uh, the Athletic graded at the beginning of their season, things of that nature. Mm Mm-hmm. So why don't we we do this? We'll kind kind of go over a few of these things, and then we'll open up the phone lines. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. We have uh, OTAs today. Uh, we are not expecting, or maybe we would get one of those uh, brief call-ins from our buddy Mike Clements, but we don't have anything scheduled at this point, right? As far as I know? No. Okay. Uh, so we may, may not uh, hear from our buddy Mike, uh, but nevertheless, we can open up the phone lines and kind of get into a lot of these discussions. So uh, there's also the NFL head coaching rankings and how the 33rd team went through this with our buddy Ross Tucker. And they ranked the coaches, the top coaches in the National Football League. Some, I will say, I disagree with. I disagree with. Some, wholeheartedly agree with. But there is a bunch that's grouped up together of teams out of the NFC North, and I'll tell you where they land when we come back. I think it's fair. In that sense. 
All right, let's do this. we got two hours down, two hours yet to go. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Where do you think Matt LaFleur ranks in the coaching realm of the top 32? Stay tuned. we got a lot more. Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.